This is Sunrise, the who, what, when, where, why, and WTF of Florida politics. I'm Rick Flagg reporting from Tallahassee. The governor signs an executive order abolishing all of the COVID rules and regulations enacted by city and county governments throughout the state. I'm going to suspend the local emergency orders as it relates to COVID. Folks that are saying that they need to be policing people at this point, if you're saying that, you really are saying you don't believe in the vaccines. The order from Ron DeSantis also prohibits businesses from requiring their customers to show proof of vaccination. You have a right to participate in society, go to a restaurant, movie, a ball game, all these things, without having to divulge this type of information. The ban on vaccination passports and local COVID rules is part of a bill signed by the governor Monday. The new law does not kick in until July, so he signed executive orders to impose those rules until the law takes effect. But businesses can still require you to wear a mask in their stores, and Representative Evan Jenny says that's going to confuse some folks. What you're going to see is more of these viral moments on YouTube and TikTok and, and Instagram of people absolutely freaking out, saying you don't have the right to do this. The governor lift all executive orders. They have a valid point because the governor is sending two completely different messages here. The governor also claims it's wrong for the feds to recommend social distancing and masks for people who've already been vaccinated. But Representative Fentries Driscoll says the governor is ignoring the obvious. We're not completely out of the woods yet. What the governor is suggesting might make sense in a world where we no longer had to worry about COVID-19, where we didn't have to worry about variant strains. But unfortunately, that's just not the, the reality that we're faced with. After being closed to the public for more than a year, Senate President Wilton Simpson says the state capitol is about to reopen. Well, I believe it's actually um, partially opened already, but I believe we tend, tend to fully open for special session. The building reopens Friday, masks are optional, and you will not need a vaccine passport. Democratic Congressman and former Republican Governor Charlie Crist is expected to announce another run for governor today. Let's just say he is no fan of the incumbent. Governor DeSantis is shooting from the hip with the health and well-being of Floridians literally on the line. No leadership, no responsibility. We'll also have your calendar of political events, plus the story of a Florida man accused of dealing drugs who tried to escape on an electric skateboard. And now the top stories on Sunrise for Tuesday, May 4th. This is Star Wars Day and National Teacher Day. On this date in 1932, gangster Al Capone entered the Atlanta Penitentiary after being convicted of income tax evasion. In 1970, National Guard troops killed four students at Kent State University in Ohio. In 1989, NASA launched the Magellan mission to Venus from the Kennedy Space Center in Florida. And on this date in 1992, Army and Marine Corps troops arrived in Los Angeles to end the rioting that followed the acquittal of police in the beating of Rodney King. The Department of Health reported 3,075 new cases of COVID-19 Monday and 41 additional fatalities. Our odometer of death just clicked past the 36,000 mark, settling at 36,006. The total number of cases in Florida will reach two and a quarter million when the updated numbers are released today. It's been a year since the governor ended the statewide lockout and businesses began going back to work in the early days of the pandemic. Now he has signed a bill to make sure that doesn't happen again. Ron DeSantis says the closings did more harm than good, and when the next pandemic comes, there will not be a shutdown. He calls it a new pandemic construct. If you would have told us three years ago, hey, there's going to be a pandemic, that would have obviously been something that people would have been concerned about. But I don't think anyone at that time would have thought that the fact that you would have a pandemic would allow governors to seize power to lock kids out of school for a year, 
uh, to lock businesses down, to constantly be issuing edicts, restricting people, fining people, doing all this basically infinitum. I mean, I think maybe people thought there'd be a small time, but to be doing that uh, was something that I, I don't, I certainly wouldn't have foreseen that that would have been acceptable. Now in the state of Florida, uh, we worked very hard, particularly since the summer, uh, to jettison those types of policies. And we focused on lifting people up. We wanted people going back to work. We wanted our kids to be in school. We thought that that was very important, that parents have the ability to send their kids to school. Um, and we wanted our economy to be healthy. We wanted our society to be healthy. We wanted people to be happy living in Florida. And so that was the path that we trotted. It was the road less traveled at the time. Uh, but I think we're sitting here now and we see the states much more prosperous as a result of that. Um, and those were, that was the right way. At the same time, you look around and, and there have been areas that have been under the yoke of some serious restrictions and lockdowns for months and months and months on end. In fact, Washington, D.C. just banned dancing at weddings. It's insane. And so I think what the legislature did was very thoughtful. It has my full support. It not only reins in the ability of local governments to do this stuff, it provides more check against the state, which I fully support. The legislation creates a default, a legal presumption that during any emergency, our businesses should be free from government mandates to close and our schools should remain open for in-person instruction for our children. That actually was the pre-COVID pandemic playbook. No one advocated a year-long restriction or lockdown on business or schools like we've seen in these other states. We've seen some of the abuses. We want to make sure that we, we stop that here. Senate President Wilton Simpson joined the governor for a bill signing ceremony at a seafood restaurant called The Big Catch in St. Petersburg. The new law will impose new limits on the governor's authority, but Simpson says it's not aimed at DeSantis because Florida got it right. We took care of our most vulnerable from the very beginning. That's why our pandemic numbers look the way they are relative to our peers. And make no mistake about it, families are still dealing with COVID, right? We have family members still dying of COVID. But you have to ultimately weigh the balance of people's lives and their mental health and, and the amount of suicides and all of the things that go wrong by locking our citizens down. This piece of legislation was born out of um, two committees this year. We started a pandemic committee to deal with how did we get in a pandemic? How, what happens if there's another pandemic in the future? And God forbid, hopefully it'll be at least 100 years. How do we, what's the playbook for that? And should we lock down? And should local governments be able to lock us down for many years? We had no concerns with this governor trying to lock our state down. This governor's goal was how do we responsibly open our state? The new law doesn't take effect until the 1st of July, so the governor also issued emergency orders that do pretty much the same thing. And that means all the rules, regulations imposed by cities and counties, they're gone, effective immediately. I'm going to suspend uh, under my executive power the local uh, emergency orders um, as it relates to COVID. Um, I think that's the evidence-based thing to do. Folks that are saying that they need to be policing people at this point, if you're saying that, you really are saying you don't believe in the vaccines. You don't believe in the data. You don't believe in the science. Uh, we've embraced the vaccines. We've embraced the science on it. Uh, the data, uh, I've said, has been good from the beginning in terms of clinical trials. It's even better in real life. And so uh, it's available. We want everyone to get it. And if you get it, just know 
that um, the reason you get it is because we want to be able to have people uh, enjoy themselves and, and live, live freely in the state of Florida. We don't know what's going to happen in the future, but I think this creates a structure uh, that's going to be a little bit more respectful, uh, I think, of people's businesses, jobs, schools, uh, and personal freedom. DeSantis is also complaining about the federal response to COVID. He thinks they are undermining trust in the vaccines by recommending that people continue to use masks after they are immunized. I think there have been two very harmful things that have been done recently in terms of increasing vaccine hesitancy. The first was how the FDA and CDC handled the Johnson & Johnson. Um, look, when you're dealing with these vaccines, you always want to see if there's an issue. You can put out appropriate warnings, particularly if it's for a certain demographic, but by hastily taking it effectively off the market, uh, I think that that's caused uh, confidence in at least that vaccine to plummet. Uh, and that was a very high demand vaccine prior to that happening. So I think that was handled in a way that has increased the hesitancy of people to get the vaccine. And then I think the other thing, quite frankly, is when you have people, particularly in Washington, saying, yeah, get vaccinated, but then make sure you continue to social distance and wear masks all the time. Well, the message that that sends to people is that the vaccines don't work. Because if the vaccines worked, that would be your ticket to basically live normally and make decisions for yourself. That would, that would be the message that actually would work with people. So I think that they've sent a message to say, you know what, get vaccinated, but it really ain't gonna do anything for you. Well, why would someone wanna put something in their arm if they don't think it's effective? Democrats don't buy it. Representative Evan Jenny of Dania Beach accuses the governor of playing pandemic politics. What you have here is intentionally inserting verbiage here that divides us even further. This idea that there is this nefarious plot of Illuminati types out there saying, we're going to get them to force them to wear masks. We're going to force them to do this and force them to do that. That's not what's going on here. They're trying to save people's lives, and that needs to be understood first and foremost. We are all learning about this as we go. Um, so I would really, I, 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 you know, just kind of like to ask the governor, Dial back that stuff um, because you're, it, I understand it helps politically with a certain portion of the population, but it only adds to confusion out there amongst the populace. So uh, I, I think that we all need to get away from that. Uh, and and, and we, we just need as a nation, we need to do more to come back together with one another and not fall for these political trips of keeping us uh, separate uh, both in uh, physically and, uh, and mentally, because uh, talking down the vaccine is only going to lead to more physical separation. Talking down the vaccine in, in, in protective measures is only going to do more to separate us politically uh, when we really need to have each other's backs right now. Tampa Representative Fentries Driscoll says the governor needs to remember hundreds of Floridians are still dying every single week and the pandemic isn't over yet. It seems to me that maybe the, the governor is, is a bit confused. There still are variant strains that are that are out there. And so with the science and everything moving as, as quickly as it is and, and things can change from day to day and our public health officials and uh, medical professionals are still continuing to learn about the COVID-19 virus and its variants from day to day, uh, it, it doesn't seem to me that requiring uh, social distancing or recommending social distancing uh, is, a, is a bad thing to recommend. Uh, because we're not completely out of the woods yet. What the governor is suggesting might make sense in a world where we no longer had to worry about COVID-19, where we didn't have to worry about variant strains, 
But unfortunately, that's just not the, the reality that we're faced with. And so we need to all be following the guidance that the CDC um, is suggesting. And I know I get it. Sometimes that changes from day to day and it can be a very dynamic thing. But I think our public health professionals in the medical community and the scientific community are, are certainly doing the best that they can to keep us as safe as possible and get us back to some semblance of normalcy as soon as possible. And the vaccines go a long way with doing that. So I don't, I don't think that, that the messaging is disincentivizing uh, folks from getting vaccines. We know that, um, you know, people are, are getting vaccines and can go about their daily lives and travel is going to be more open to them and all sorts of things. So I think that the message sticks that get the vaccine when it's your turn, get whichever one you can when it's your turn. And let's all try to get back to normal as soon as possible. One more note about the new law that limits emergency powers. It also bans what are known as vaccine passports. Governor DeSantis says no one should be barred from a business because they don't get a shot. Not only does this bill uh, provide protections for individuals, for school children, for businesses vis-a-vis -vis emergency orders, it also provides protections for all Floridians in terms of their personal health information and prohibits statutorily vaccine passports. Um, you have a right to participate in society, go to a restaurant, movie, a ball game, all these things without having to divulge this type of information. And oh, by the way, uh, you give that to big companies, they are going to absolutely try to monetize that. So we didn't want to go down that road. My emergency order prohibited it in the meantime, but then this bill, July 1st, will make that uh, permanent law in the state of Florida. And I think that that's the appropriate thing. And I know many states uh, are now following suit, which we appreciate. Local governments may not be able to impose mask mandates anymore, but private businesses still have that right under the new law. Jenny says it's just another example of how the governor is sending mixed messages to the people he's supposed to be protecting. This is really not a great idea to be saying businesses can't institute vaccine passports, but they can let them, you know, if they want, they can do masks. And this is kind of the problem with not having a clear and concise plan uh, on how this whole thing is going to work. But will it pressure them to lift it? Absolutely. What you're going to see is more of these viral moments on YouTube and TikTok and, and Instagram of people absolutely freaking out, saying you don't have the right to do this. The governor lift all executive orders. Uh, you can't do this to me. I, I found them to be aggravating. But at this point, I have to go. They have a valid point because the governor is sending two completely different messages here. Um, but that's kind of what we've seen through this pandemic. You know, the governor standing up and saying, hey, I, I don't want to do this. And then having Halsey Bashirs at DBPR or having Richard Corcoran uh, at the Department of Education actually do the dirty work that is going to get people upset uh, so that the governor can keep his hands clean and say, look, that was that was DBPR. That wasn't me. That was the secretary of education. That wasn't me. But we all know Florida's government is, is run in a paramilitary uh, fashion. Uh, top down making the decision. So uh, I think it will definitely pressure uh, people to lift those individual stores having mask mandates. So look, get ready for a whole lot of confusion, just like with all the other executive orders that came out over the course of the last 13 or 14 months, a whole lot of confusion and a lot of people not knowing uh, what they have the right to do or the right to say no to. The governor has faced criticism for working so hard to get private businesses to reopen while the state capitol was closed to the public. Seems a bit of a double standard. But the building will reopen to the public on Friday, and masks are not required. That means lobbyists will be able to ditch the Zoom meetings and do their schmoozing face-to-face -face during the special session on gambling two weeks from now. But Representative Jenny doubts there will be many real people clamoring to get in. 
gaming is a wildly, wildly insider baseball type of topic. I think there will be probably some engagements from some religious groups who, who are anti-gaming, uh, but you're not going to see an outpouring of the public wanting to get into that building for this. I think you're going to see a whole lot of Gucci loafing lobbyists uh, walking through those doors who haven't for the last couple months. Um, and uh, that's where you're going to see that. You're going to see a lot more lobbyists in the building, uh, but I don't think you're going to see this this grand uh, outcry from the people uh, about the intricacies of a gaming compact. I would be surprised if there weren't more lobbyists in the building. There'll be more of those than you'll actually see individual members of the public. Today is the day St. Petersburg Congressman Charlie Crist is expected to announce he's running for governor next year. The former governor is no fan of our current governor, and he made that clear during a press conference on March 8th, when people were still having trouble getting vaccinated. We needed clear, transparent communication between the governor's office, local hospitals, county officials, and yet what we've got was the complete opposite. The least transparent administration of my lifetime. Political pop-up sites in wealthy gated communities so the governor's friends and donors could jump the line in front of every other senior. It's total leadership failure. You shouldn't need to know somebody to get an appointment. We saw this with the unemployment situation and now we're seeing it with our vaccines. Governor DeSantis is shooting from the hip with the health and well-being of Floridians literally on the line. No leadership, no responsibility. Charlie Crist is basically the utility infielder of Florida politics. He's played just about every position. He's been a state senator, education commissioner, attorney general, and governor, all as a Republican. Then he switched to independent and lost a U.S. Senate race. Then he became a Democrat and lost a race for governor before winning the congressional seat he now occupies. And now he wants to be governor again. But Crist is not the only Democrat who wants a shot at Ron DeSantis. It could be a very crowded primary. Your calendar of events today, the governor and cabinet meet at 9 to interview candidates for inspector general at Citizens Property Insurance Corporation and to be the executive director of the Florida Department of Veterans Affairs. The Florida Public Service Commission meets at 9.30 to discuss a series of issues involving electric, water, and gas utilities. Now, as soon as that's done, they'll conduct a hearing about a proposed settlement for FPNL's expenses during Hurricane Dorian in 2019. Then, at 1.30 in the afternoon, the PSC holds a hearing on a proposed settlement that would lead to rate increases over three years for customers of Duke Energy, Florida. And Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Fried is holding a press conference at 11 in the Capitol to talk about the end of the session and to recommend some vetoes to the governor. Finally today, a Florida man tried to escape the law on a motorized skateboard. The narcotics overdose squad of the Charlotte County Sheriff's Department suspected that Jamil Mashi was dealing, and they found meth, fentanyl, heroin, and more than $22,000 in cash at his home in Port Charlotte. Mashi took off when the officers arrived, and he was clocked at more than 40 miles per hour on his electric skateboard as deputies tried to make a traffic stop. Eventually, he bailed on the board and made a run for it, but was brought down by a taser. Mashi is facing nine criminal charges, most of them felonies. That's it for this episode of Sunrise. I'm Rick Flagg in Tallahassee, inviting you to join us again tomorrow as we plumb the depths of Florida politics.